0: Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis. Catch me every Monday at 4 with C dot on the drive. Hamburgers? Maybe. Chiefs football? Definitely. On your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
3: KCSP Kansas City. WDAF HD2 Liberty. Always live on the free Odyssey app.
4: All right, back here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Nick Short, with you. Dusty Likens is in for Cody Tapp. We'll get back into Thursday night football and one guy who's not playing tonight and what it could mean about a potential acquisition for the Chiefs later on this season. But let's talk some fantasy football here. We welcome in Paul Charchian of guillotineleagues.com, presented by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. Charch, good to have you on the show. I did want to start with Tua, though, a little bit because yeah. uh, you you were telling me look, perhaps he's the best non-rushing fantasy quarterback Maybe ahead of Patrick Mahomes, at least for
1: fantasy purposes. I'm not saying he's a better quarterback, because Patrick Mahomes is the most talented quarterback to ever play the position, but... Let's talk about it a little bit right now. In the uh, First, let's go back to the preseason. You remember all that talk about how Tua's feeble arm wouldn't oh, be yeah. able to get the ball downfield to Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill? Well, he's pro football focus is number one ranked deep ball passer. He's got the third longest average pass, almost 10 yards. It's longer than Mahomes. And Tua ranks number one in passing yards, 345 yards per game, three touchdowns per game. It's He has been fantastic and he's really doing it all at all all levels of the field with waddle and hill and i think when you factor in those receivers probably the best pairing of receivers in the nfl many weeks two is going to be the most reliable pure passer in fantasy football charge what do you think that's a shot at your guy in a way i suppose it's not meant to be but it kind of is what do you think
0: I think it's sexy, and I like it. (laughs)
1: All right, Dusty. I like that attitude. (laughs) Hey,
0: Charge, I got a question for you. So let's just segue into Thursday Night Football because the breaking news today is that that Brandon Cooks isn't going to play today, right? Correct. Or tonight. So everybody, because we know fantasy football is is where the volume is, is where you should get to immediately. Damian Pierce has got to be just pushed in every single lineup tonight, correct?
1: Well, yeah, I think he does. Now, and there's a, you know, there's a big narrative out there that goes something like this, Houston's going to get killed in this game, which mm-hmm. if they are, so therefore you don't want to start their running backs because the game script's going to go against Damian Pierce. But here's what those people don't realize. This team's been blown out of a lot of games, and they still keep running Damian Pierce all the time. He's averaging 21 touches per game. doesn't matter if it's a blowout or not. It doesn't change anything. They keep going to Damian Pierce because hes they know he's their best big play producer no matter what the situation is, and he's really good. He's Pro Football Focus's eighth-ranked runner, Damian Pierce. Get this, 3.8 yards after contact per carry, For Damian Pierce and Philly's a great pass defense they're a middling run defense they're giving up almost five yards per carry the way the only chance Houston has to either you know keep it close or to chisel away at a lead is to keep running Damian Pierce he's gonna he's he is sitting on a high volume game and he's very good I think he's gonna have enough big plays to absolutely keep him startable tonight
4: all right, Charge, let's just stick with this Thursday night game then. We mentioned Brandon Cooks there, not going to yeah. play. He's pouting about not getting traded despite signing an extension uh, this past April. Correct. If you're an owner of Brandon Cooks, obviously you're kind of just waiting this thing out and seeing.
1: Are you hoping he gets cut, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you're ho- that's exactly the scenario you're hoping for is that they just cut him out, right? That he can be petulant enough that, you know, that happens. But, you know, when I look at what happened with Cam Akers, Cam Akers is back in practice now after what appeared to be you know what was going to ultimately be a divorce for a player who's you know wasn't even producing. The problem is, you know, they need they need Brandon Cooks. He does produce. I think sooner or later, Cooks and also Cooks is going to want to be paid. I mean, that's that's certainly a factor here. You know, if he just doesn't show up for games, he, they're not paying him, and he's making so much money that I think he's going to he's going to want to he's going to want to get paid. So, you know, I know you, I'm sure you'd love to get him to further booster your 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 receiving core, but I don't. I'd be shocked if it ends up in his just outright release.
0: Charge, which of the trade deadline picks give you the most intriguing upside or can really flip what their narrative has been all year so far at a new face with a new place?
1: See, the key here is the word intriguing. Because the most obvious answer about the Tuesday trades and fantasy impact is Chase Claypool getting really a quarterback upgrade going to, to Justin Fields from Kenny Pickett. But the most intriguing is not him. The most intriguing involves Naheem Hines going from Indy to Buffalo. But, and I don't want to focus on Hines. I want to talk about what he gets, what he leaves behind in Indy. You've got a hobbled and ineffective Jonathan Taylor as the lead back. Dusty, Alex, would you be surprised if the Colts just shut him down for some period of time to try to get Jonathan Taylor's ankle right? I would not be surprised. Not at all. Didn't practice yesterday. Didn't practice today. A good chance he's not the starting running back this coming Sunday. And that leads us to Deion Jackson. He is the fill-in we've seen in two games without Taylor, in which he totaled 104 and 108 yards. Milestones of Jonathan Taylor has not topped since the opener. And Deion Jackson can catch. He's caught 14 of the 14 passes to come his way this year. And that's why they traded Naheem Hines, because they could do much of the same stuff with Deion Jackson. He's a pretty good player. So, Deion Jackson, you're probable, as it looks right now, your probable starter this Sunday for the Colts at running back and perhaps for some long stretch of time if they decide to shut down Jonathan Taylor, and they might.
4: We're talking to Paul Charchian of guillotineleagues.com. He joins us every Thursday here on Cody and Goal. It's presented by Twin Peaks, Eat, Strinks, Scenic Views. Two teams that have been disappointing, the Rams and the Bucks, they square off uh, this week, and you've got yeah. Mike Evans Going up against Jalen Ramsey, we know Brady and, and Evans haven't been on the same page here, but do you like Evans enough in that matchup?
1: So it's It's an epic matchup, right? I mean, these are two elite players, Mike Evans, Jalen Ramsey. It's like Ollie Frazier or Golden Corral versus Trichinosis. <laughs> epic matchup. The past two games, Mike Evans, 26 targets the past two games. He is instrumental to the Bucks' plan, but... Jalen Ramsey's been so good. You know, if if we think back to opening night of the season when Jalen Ramsey got burned on that Thursday night, basically since then, he's been awesome. Get this, last five games for Jalen Ramsey, five-game stretch. He's given up six receptions for 36 yards in five games. And, Alex, I'll do the math for you. That is one catch for six yards <laughs> per game for Jalen Ramsey. That's it. So with all the problems the Bucks offense has got this year, you got to give the advantage to Jalen Ramsey over Mike Evans.
0: Charge one thing that I want to ask you real quick, and then I'll be I'll be done asking a question because this is the one that's really got me intrigued. I've tried to spread the love with this Marcus Mariota's for real, and I can't believe that I'm saying that out loud. <laughs> and I need your expertise and Hall of Fame advice to save me from the trash that I'm getting for saying this out loud.
1: Um, how about this? You know, I think Marcus Mariota is playing within the system they have created for him. You know, I, I don't think, I don't think he's looked like a great passer by any stretch, but what he's doing is he's very efficiently distributing the ball on 20 passes a game. You know, th- you know, that's, that is less than a half. That's like, I don't know, you guys are 20 passes somewhere around, I don't know, the five-minute mark of the second quarter. <laughs> and that's all that Marcus Mariota's got to do is, you know, don't flub it up, and then we're going to keep running the ball. They may get Cordero Patterson back this week, by the mm-hmm. way, which would be a huge boon to the, this team that runs so much. But I, I think Mariota's been really helpful this way. And they've chipped in enough, you know, it's five, six, sevens r- rushing attempts, which are designed plays for Mariota. That's helped a little bit as well. You know, we're seeing quarterbacks now. I think this is so smart. If you've got these mobile quarterbacks, Justin Fields, they're letting him run. Marcus Mariota, they're letting him run. And the thing is, everybody thinks if you let your quarterback run, he's going to get hurt. Your quarterback's in more danger getting hurt in the pocket when his vision is downfield and he's getting attacked from his blind side and he's in a position, you know, upright position, you know, ball cocked in his hand. It's, you know, that's, that's a bad spot for a lot of quarterbacks. When you're out running, you're looking at the guys that are coming. You go slide yourself to safety. You trot out of bounds, whatever. We don't see guys, we don't see rushing quarterbacks getting hurt. Jalen Hurts doesn't get hurt. Josh Allen doesn't get hurt. I think that's an old wives' tale, and we're here to break it.
4: Lastly, Charge, with the Chiefs game on Sunday, they welcome in the Titans. We we don't yeah. know for sure if Tannehill's going to play or Malik Willis over on the KC Ugh. side. They're pretty healthy. Uh, Derrick Henry obviously is always a must start, but anybody else that you like in that game? Because on the Titans' side, is there any anybody else offensively that you would even consider
1: playing? No, it's Henry and only Henry. And, you know, we go back to last year's game, um, with, you know, the win in Arrowhead. And I remember, Henry, like having a big game, but then I, you know, I went back to that game. He ran the ball 28 times, and he only got 89 mm-hmm. yards in that game. And your run defense is way better this year, so I don't think that's an automatic. And you mentioned Malik Willis. How humiliating is it for <laughs> Malik Willis to start a full game and only be allowed to throw the ball 10 times? What does that say? I mean, Justin if I'm Willis-esque. Willis, it is. And worse, if I you know, if I'm Willis, I'm actually insulted by that game plan. And I that's I and if it's Tannehill, he's gonna be out there on a bad ankle. I don't like any part of that offense, honestly. Now what you're gonna be fast what's gonna be fascinating is this Tennessee run defense has turned out to be awesome. And I think at this stage, we're just dropping outright Clyde Edwards Alaire. In his last three games, nine touches, thirty-three total yards. He's Whoa. been out snapped by McKinnon and Pacheco there's guys I don't I I don't think I don't think this is changing and I, I think this is just where we are with Clyde Edwards Alaire I, I don't think he's rosterable. you're certainly not starting him he's a backup running back and there's a bunch of other rack backups I'd rather have I'd rather have Rashad white we mentioned Deion Jackson Dontrell Hilliard chuba Hubbard Kyron Williams ah so I, I if I'm just holding backup running backs it's not going to be Clyde Edwards Alaire do you see it any differently
4: all right, yeah, no, I mean, I think certainly you can't trust any of them is really where I'm at. I can't trust any of the three running backs. At least Clyde was getting touchdowns, but you can't count on any of them, especially no. in this, this offense. And uh, like you mentioned, with the Titans defense, it doesn't seem like the week you'd want to roll with really any of the three Chiefs running backs in particular. Charge, appreciate no. the time as always, man. We'll check in next Thanks week. Thanks, guys. Yeah, there we'll talk next week. Bye-bye. Paul Charchian of guillotineleagues.com, presented by Twin Peaks. Each drink, scenic views. A reminder, coming up in about five minutes, we will get to the snitch line here on a Thursday. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. This is uh, the perfect time. Get something to get off your chest. We will get to that in just a few minutes. Uh, you're the fantasy guy Sunday mornings as well. Mm-hmm. Nine to ten. You agree though that like, you can't the three running backs in Kansas. City, I've said that
0: all year. Yeah. I mean, I know that Clyde him. looked great to start the year off because he was getting touchdowns and it was. I don't. know, It seemed to be working out, and he was putting up good numbers but with Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs offense, you have to know that running is option number four almost every yeah. time. And and the, the, the way that they have it with the running back by committee, it's the same thing in like Philadelphia. Like I know miles Sanders gets a lot of people going, but I mean like Gainwell, like all these guys are in the backfield. It's hard to know who's going to get, you know, the, the, the more amount of touches. And like I told charge and he agrees, obviously is that you always want to put your chips where the volume is like Average volume per game is like people last week are like, man, Devontae Adams really screwed me. He had one yard or something like that and got like 1.4 points in fantasy. Guess what? The volume is still going to be there. Like the volume. That's what was wrong with DJ Moore earlier on in the year is that they just weren't throwing the ball because Baker sucks. And he doesn't know how to throw (laughs) the ball to good receivers. It's obviously been his, his thing his whole entire career. They put in. P.J. Campbell, and all of a sudden he's got 11 targets a week for 10 targets this last week, and D.J. Moore looked absolutely unstoppable against Atlanta in that wild game that was last week.
4: Something we did talk there with Charge about with Brandon Cook. So, okay, yeah. the, the Texans are playing Thursday night football tonight. But he ain't. They'll, they'll welcome in the Eagles, <laughs> and yeah, he's not playing in this game. He's not practiced all week. He is pouting. That's what it is yeah. at this point in time uh, because he didn't get traded despite signing that extension in the offseason, and to Charge's point, we'll see if eventually cooler heads prevail and he ends up playing, but he's not tonight. Let's say he does get cut. So why would they do that? Well, again, they couldn't trade him because nobody was taking on the $18 million. Mm-hmm. And so he's a veteran, and now you're post-trade deadline. You have to clear waivers, which he probably would. Nobody's nobody's going to pick up the 18 mil. So then he would become just an outright free agent. Anybody, he could go shop himself around, whatever. If that actually happened to where he was a free agent, I'm definitely, definitely exploring the possibility of bringing in Brandon cooks, because I'm bringing him in for nothing. You're interested in Odell Beckham jr. No problem with that. You don't have to go and get either of those guys, but Beckham's coming off an ACL. I think brand, if you're interested in Beckham, I guess is what I'm telling you. Then yes, as a free agent, Brandon cooks, I would be interested in him in a week or so. If he were to get cut. The
0: thing that's interesting about this is that
4: who do you think you get more
0: production out of? Brandon cooks, right? Because Odell Beckham jr. Nate Taylor had said, previously on the Nate Taylor show in, in a couple weeks or a couple weeks past with Carrington Harrison, he said, look, if you're going to get Brandon cooks or if you're going to get Odell Beckham jr. In this team, he's probably not going to play until Christmas Eve, which is you and I both. And everyone listening can tell that that's probably at the end of the year against Seattle. If you get him on the chiefs roster, the one thing that they both have in common is that I think the only reason that you would sign either one of these guys is pick up any one of these guys is that so you have them and no one else does a little
4: defensive move a little bit right
0: because I don't I, I don't expect Brandon Cooks to come to this team and be you know eight targets a game six catches 125 yards and a touchdown threat every single game I think that's there but I think the one thing that is very common in Kansas City is that it is going to be a different guy every week It is going to be similar numbers across, but one guy's going to lead in targets and Kelsey's going to get his. And that's the way it's been. That's the way they've been telling you from the day one. And that's the way that it's going forward to move on through the rest of the season. That's what they're going to use to win a Super Bowl if they can. Right? That's the chemistry this team is building.
4: The one thing with Beck, I mean, I guess either signing, right? If you're going to make an in-season acquisition in the Chiefs situation where we all expect them to win this division and everything, it is about the Super Bowl run and, and winning a Super Bowl. All you're asking for I guess cooks as well, but certainly for Beckham, if you were to sign him, you just need him for those three games, four games in the, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're what can you give me for those games? I don't, I, you're, you're kind of like, I don't care what you do in the regular season. Um, but if you are wanting someone that can help you in both, then Brandon cooks would, would certainly fit into that a little bit more. Nobody's saying Brandon cooks going to get cut, but there's some speculation at least around it based off of where things are trending. Right. Now. I know people down in Houston. I have some friends down there that they're, they're like, they're very upset with Brandon cooks because Dude, you didn't have to sign the extension in April. Now you want us just to get rid of you for nothing? Right. Why did you sign the extension in April? Because you wanted the money. You basically like you, you acted as if you were fine staying there. Now that you've seen that Davis Mills is Davis Mills and the Texans are the Texans, and now you want you, you wanted to get traded and still get paid, uh, and be on a good
5: team. You should never sign this extension. To be you, fair, though, like they're they've receivers and players in general have proven they can game the system by taking the extension and then forcing their way out the next year. So the Texans are
4: as good as he's been in his career. He's not that type of receiver though, the word you're willing to like, you know what I mean? Like he's had a very good career, but he's bounced around quite a bit. He's not, he's not the type of receiver where I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm willing to pay him 18 million a year and trade away all these draft picks for like, he's not in that category. He's a very good receiver but he's not on he's certainly not Tyreek Hill, Devontae no, Adams No, I get why the Stephon Texans Diggs. did it
5: because the Texans were going into this season saying we need to find out what we have with Davis Mills, so we need to give him yeah. at least a weapon that he can throw to. So I understand why they did it, but there's a lot of other teams that probably wouldn't have given him exactly. that. Okay, sorry, extension. yeah, that's
4: what I'm saying. Okay, I see where you I see where you're at now. Do you? Yeah. I do. You want to see you want to see where the snitch line's at? I do. Want to get to the snitch line. <laughs>
3: Called the snitch line. And if I have to tell you again, we're going to take it outside, and I'm going to show you what it's like. Nine one three six six two one two seven zero. Please leave your message for Thursdays at one fifteen on Cody and Gold. And if you think I'm kidding,
4: just try me. Try me. So we're good. Oh, it is a snitch line. I feel like we haven't had a snitch line in a little while. I don't know if we didn't do it last week or whatever. Maybe we did. I, don't know. I just feel like we haven't had one in a little while. Nine one three. Five eight six seven six ten. That's the text line, the snitch line. Let us know. You see anything around town? We're approaching the holiday season. Days are starting to get a little bit get a bit shorter. We fall back on. Uh, is it Sunday? We fall back on Sunday. Is that what it is? We be, finally finally get it. Yeah, I hate it though because it's dark at five o'clock. That it's sucks. already dark at five o'clock. No, like actually five. It will five fifteen. It'll be dark. Dark. I this hate is the it.
5: last year, right?
4: Are so they stopping there, it? So there's some legislation out there that they are trying to make it to where daylight savings or daylight saving time is permanent cuz now we're we're on daylight saving right now so which one would be
0: permanent the fall back the or the when spring we were just forward on, so the spring
4: forward that would be permanent and we would we would not fall we would just we would just be normal cuz uh I'm not a political Ari- was person, It Arizo- was in Arizona, and there's another state. Maybe it's Hawaii. Arizona, I know. They, they just stay Arizona on. Arizona doesn't
5: do it. They yeah, stay They it. got on. it right. They just stay on. they got it right. I, I don't disagree. Yeah, yeah you don't uh, have to fix your clock in so, your car anymore. Well, that's we've, easy. We've been given... Still, it's out of, it's it's annoying. <laughs> that's what annoys the, the clock switch? So, yeah, because my phone and watch... i, mean, I got to change the microwave real quick, yeah. I don't we, have a microwave. Oh, I'll wait like house. two months before I change the microwave and oven. Really? You don't even have a microwave? I don't believe in microwaves you don't believe in them so wait when you like def- so like house.
4: if you're honestly like if you're if you're defrosting meat what are you doing a drop put it in the sink in the morning let it defrost so you wait oh so but like what say you have home- leftovers put them in the oven wow so you're you're <laughs> no problem with the t- you got all kinds of time in the world air fryer okay there you go
5: um we we've, technically... we've been given explicit instruction to uh shy away from certain things on the snitch line but
4: Oh yeah
0: I'll Why? just I'll
5: play it Coy from the 913 Robert Robs Auto still doing his thing Oh yeah so no more that's than that That's
4: good to hear can't What's th- his thing
5: well, We can't talk about Well
4: that's We're not allowed to t- No the listeners know the, yeah. our listeners know we're just not allowed to get in that anymore Uh We were told not to do that Heard that just Lawsuits and such Lawsuits just in case something were to happen Heard but, that, but we we're listening Rob or Whoever works with Rob. Brenton? Do you think Rob
5: from Rob's Auto has ever ever listened to the show? No. Oh, wow. From the 913 itself, Snitch. I steal from Sam's on a weekly basis. Meat, seafood, and shirts on the bottom of the basket. It's the holidays. Wow.
4: So you're a Sam's Club member, and you're stealing on a weekly basis. Well, on a weekly basis, that also seems like a bad strategy like steal from the place where they have your name on file, like, and your member number, like that just also doesn't seem like the smartest <laughs> one to steal. From. You better
0: get your turkeys now. Cause there's a shortage. Is there? There of is. Course there is. Yep. Of course. There. I mean, and now it's like, you know, the you know, they what that were expensive means? last year. People are going to start hoarding turkeys and putting no. them in their deep freezers. Oh yes. I not about hoarding them, but you might as well. I'm, might not wanna, gonna, I'm not going to, I'm not going to snitch my guy out, but this is oh? the snitch line. He said, I've already got three in the deep freeze. Why do you need three turkeys? Why do you need 3 for Thanksgiving? No one wants turkey on yeah, Thanksgiving anyway.
4: That's
5: so much turkey. Well, I also yeah, don't get it. Dude. So
4: I'm with you on the the pricing is going to be high, but what's the point of hoarding the turkeys? You realize come February nobody wants second a second turkey. Nobody wants a turkey in February.
5: But everybody wants a turkey in the next 3 weeks. How we often do? do you guys second market? How often do you guys eat turkey or, like, cook no, a whole never. turkey? Once well, a year. It's one Never. Th- well,
4: so, yeah, as far as roasting a turkey or smoking a turkey, yes. Now, I'll still do a turkey sandwich or something. That's different. Is right. turkey overrated? Yes. I don't think so.
0: You know what my Thanksgiving plate looks like? All sides. You there is any, no meat. No? Whoa. No. And at my at my stepdad's whoa. house, we'll have a honey-baked ham. I swear to uh, God.
4: So you're a ham on Thanksgiving, guy? Just there.
0: I mean, we. I just don't like turkey. If I eat huh. turkey, I'm this guy. I got to get the white meat and put cranberry sauce on it. Mmm. I've also never had the Popeye's turkey, which sounds amazing. They sell it during Thanksgiving. They run out every time. It's like, I don't know how you got to get it, but I've never had it. And I will say this. The one turkey I have had that is good, uh, the ex's brother, he did one in the Traeger. It was it was so, money. Smoked turkey was so, good. I will say that
4: our family has always done just like the traditional turkey, but you then last year, do it, right? But, but last year, yeah, I, did, I don't know if I'm going to do it this year. Mm-hmm. But last year, yeah, I did the first time smoked turkey on the Traeger, and it really it, it turned out great. It, it tasted it, almost it, like a chicken. It turned out fantastic. I just don't know if I'm going to do it again this year. It was kind of, kind of a lot of work.
5: My dad was saying he, my dad is a smoker. He said he's going to smoke one this year. You'll love it. It was very good. Somebody says,
0: I, from the 913, I bought a used car and found a white bag. I'm not sure if it's anti, <laughs> anti-freshener anti or what? 100% real.
5: Uh, sir, I would not advise in ingesting the contents <laughs> oh of said bag. I would just throw bag. that away immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe don't
4: even worry. Don't even try to smell it. Here just, we go. just let it out. From the 816, someone snitching on their boss. It says, snitching on my boss, if you know your employees tend to hit a specific burger joint, probably not a good idea to go to the Dirty massage parlor next door. My God.
5: Hmm.
0: Where's there a burger joint and a massage parlor?
5: <laughs> I'm sure in some strip, strip mall. Center. Some yeah, strip center. yeah. 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 Somebody. Somebody listening knows where that's at. Oh God. Name one of them. You know. <laughs> I don't want Dusty, anything. To do we're that. looking at you, buddy, on this one. <laughs> I don't. know. I don't know anything knows? about this.
4: No. You and Robert Kraft not hanging out?
0: Ooh, no. I no. Don't, I, don't, I don't hang out with Robert what Kraft. What was this
4: called? Uh, Orchids of Asia?
0: Oh, yeah, my. I think that's exactly what it was called.
4: Good poll, Nick.
0: Yeah, have you been there? Nice. No. Oh. I was in Florida. Didn't he have to go? He went there and then to Kansas City and then back all in like one day, didn't yeah, he? when he got a private jet and it's he, a little bit easy to do. Did you try. guys
5: see last week uh, he took a jet from the – We got married two weekends ago. He took what? a jet – he took yeah, a jet Robert from like Kraft one airport to another wedding. in New Elton York. City John performed it his would wedding. have been a
4: twenty minute drive. Oh well that's just that's just ridiculous. I Look, think one of the is, Kardashians. Right on TV, one, of the Car- Turkey, one of the Kardashians did that as well. It's just like to avoid LA traffic, they took a damn helicopter. I mean, if you, you can, you might as well.
0: I know. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. But yes. It's terrible for the, the ozone layer and gas. Did. But you didn't know Robert Kraft got How married. How long has that man's wife ex wife been dead? Couple years. Martha Craft well, no... has not been dead for more than well, three th- years. There's and he's no already timeline with... that you have to subscribe to. How long were they together? <laughs> oh, Clearly, it didn't matter if he's going to orchids of
4: Asia or whatever it's called. Okay, so his his wife passed away. In 2011, dude, it's been over 10 years. He has every right to get married That's why I asked. That's why I asked. It's been over 10 years. He absolutely can get married. Again, that's why I asked. Now, who he got married to is obviously she's significantly younger, but again, good for him. How significant? What do you think Robert Kraft's age is? I'll
0: start. 71. Okay, so
4: he's 81. Nice call. He's 81.
5: Mm -hmm. Um, I bet her
0: over under is 48.
5: No. 30s, 30s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come let uh, say 36.
0: Hurry, we're going up against on. a break.
5: Come, I, on. I, on. I, I come, on, come on. I can't find Come on, come on, Alex. Gold, we're vamping here. What's your guess again? Mm-hmm. 36.
0: I said 42. You said 48. I,
4: 48. I'm changing 47. It to- Nailed it! <laughs> 47 years old. Up next, we'll get to what's trending here on Cody and Gold, and we'll get back into something that happened yesterday with KU, but now some news coming out about Louisville that actually maybe changes the game for the potential punishment long term.
3: This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Casey Bobcat. Rent or own from Casey Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe or Tracy. Don't miss Patrick Mahomes and CDOT on The Drive every Monday at 2.15. This season on your official broadcast partner, The Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
4: What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics Number one on what's trending earlier today, the introductory press conference for new Royals manager Matt Quatrero, the 18th manager in How's that? The franchise history. How do you say that name? Quattrero. Okay. Because I feel like you've
0: already changed it in two times. Well, because then Vern had me saying it both ways. And then Vern punted and was just like calling him
4: Q the rest of the day. Skip. <laughs> the new Skip. Press conference.
0: Well,
5: JJ Piccolo Could, said Quitraro and then corrected himself and Quotraro. said, I'm sorry, Quitrero. Nobody so knows. I, so
4: I would say Quitrero. He's going to be on with Fesco in the morning tomorrow. You're filling in yeah, for, for we'll Fesco. A, so yeah. it'll be you and Kling tomorrow. You guys will have him on the show. You guys got to get to the bottom of the name thing for mm-hmm. us. You guys got to tell us what he, what it actually has to be. And then that's what I'll roll with. All right. Okay. But it was his press conference today. I think what stood out though, clearly is they're, they're on the same page with the manager and the front office. That it's the front office now with JJ Piccolo in charge. Uh, that they want to be analytically driven more than ever before. And look at the data more than ever before. And you got a manager that is accepting of the usage of data and analytics. That was really clear today at the press conference. And also something that uh, Quatrero did say uh, was, <laughs> Hey, what's the common traits between my time in Cleveland and Tampa pitching, yep. plain and simple pitching,
0: bring it home, not just to Josh Verner, but to Mr. Q himself. Uh, What's trending as well as World Series Game 5 with the series tied at two games apiece. Verlander on the mound for the Astros. You might think to yourself, oh no, uh-oh, Justin Verlander never won a World Series game that he's pitched
4: in or it's, started in. Now, I will say in fairness, it's not as if he didn't pitch well enough in Game 1 right. to, to get I, the win. Yeah, I'm just telling you the stats. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. never
0: won a World Series game it's in wild. his career. The it's one thing crazy. he hasn't done and how opposite were the last two games? What, oh, five home runs one night and then a no-hitter combined the next night? I don't know what we're getting tonight. Yeah. I just know we're getting Bryce Harper. He's worth the watch. He's sexy. He's a legend. He's in my number one spot it's... in Horny Hall of Fame. He's <laughs> the guy. Go watch Bryce Harper.
4: It's been a fun series, but, the, you know, whether it was the Astros jumping out to the 5 nothing league in game one. Yeah. Then we saw the last two nights. Neither game was all that competitive. You know, I mean, it was weird. Like the, the right. night before was a blowout. But that was a hell of an answer from the Astros after getting blown out the night before. Christian Javier was incredible. Oh, man. He was so good. But yeah, you're right. Verlander versus Syndergaard tonight yep. should be a really good baseball game. Looking forward to that. Uh, the final game in Philly before they head back to Houston. Next up on what's training, there is Thursday Night Football tonight. We mentioned Brandon Cooks quite a bit throughout the show today. His Houston Texans are hosting the Philadelphia Eagles, who will are try they to his Houston well, Texans? He doesn't want to be his anymore. Uh, but it is the Texans hosting the Eagles. Of course, the Eagles, are the final uh, unbeaten team in all of football. The Eagles, 13 and a half point favorites. Let's ride. Tonight's. Against the Texans. So, yeah, I'll be keeping an eye on that. We'll have uh, more thoughts on the betting angle for that tonight. That betting show from 7 to 8. You can listen right here on 610. Uh, Nick Schwert going to join me for a little college football big time, as well. Big time. Mr. Heisman voter will give me his thoughts on the Heisman odds. Must have been because you were over doing something else. Heard your name, came on the microphone.
5: No, um, I'm, I'm a normal guy. He's been
4: wanting to come on forever. And now we're right in the heart of Heisman season. Did you We're have to invite him time. or did he invite himself onto your show? Well I invited him. He's been wanting to come on, but I told him. I said it's September's too early. So I said, Well wait till later in the yeah. year. Now now we can actually have a deeper look at it.
0: Yeah. Well speaking of Nick, the final what's trending note, other than that, I think is it maybe it's me because we ate. Is it warmer in here ever since I messed with it?
4: Definitely warmer in here. I think it's because we just all inhaled a ton of pancakes. Yes. uh, And we all are ready for a nap.
0: Because somebody texted earlier and said, why is everyone sounding like their mouths are full? In case you missed it, our friend Robert of the show brought us all up uh, Denny's Grand Slam, I believe is what it was, and we smashed it. Was
4: that the Grand Slam?
0: I think it was. It was eggs, sausage, bacon, hash browns, and pancakes. It was everything. How you doing? Uh, Last but not least, we're trending (laughs) KU versus Pitt State tonight. That's not a joke. College basketball officially back and Allen Fieldhouse night, and MU versus Washington University in St. Louis. Can MU just lose that game so then we can just just go with the narrative of – I love fights. I'm not one side or the other. I just like watching one team bicker against the other, and there's no other rivalry that's restarted now than KUMU. You want
4: want the Dennis Gates era to to get off to a bad start? I like Denny Gates, too. I think he's a good dude, but
0: I just want to see some action between uh, – the two and, and it is confirmed. It was a grand
4: slam. So it was, a grand slam. it was a grand slam. I mean, it hit it out the park, man. It was fantastic. Did you ever hit a grand slam in your life in sports? No, but I had a home run in our wiffle ball game. I still maintain.
5: I, uh, I hit it. I
4: fought the hollow. Remember that yeah, I, I ran on the bases. I, I, a, I, just, I, I led the game <laughs> off dust, with a homer. Dusty told me gold, you know, it's not a home run. I'm like, yes, it is going around it the wasn't league. a ultimate home run ultimate
5: <laughs> wiffle ball in high school hit an eight run grand slam hey, you did eight, hold Yeah, on. Nice. we've had this debate eight runs there was one at the uh, in wiffle, wiffle ball there are eight, eight bases runs there's
0: eight bases i guess it's He's ultimate wiffle to explain, ball yeah, ultimate like ultimate frisbee. listen eight runs <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah eight runs
0: yeah you ever heard of that before no I've, didn't i didn't think it's so. Run at so no next time when he explains ultimate wiffle ball you better write something down
4: nick's <laughs> <Next> notable notes <laughs> we'll cover that tomorrow yeah tomorrow 1045 right here. Just
0: you two jokers tomorrow? It
4: is. All right. It is. Nice. Nick's going to be double tasking. What do you mean by that? Multitasking. Like Carol Baskin? Double tasking? He's going to be producing, board hopping, and hosting with me. That's all. I mean, come on. That's easy. Triple threat. Triple threat. We'll do a Tuesday night show. Dusty said, hey, man, you guys give me one day. Dusty said, one day a week. I'm (laughs) too expensive for you guys. Yeah. So that's why Dusty's in today. We said, all right, Thursday, fine. Friday, you got to go golf or something. I don't know what you got to do. No, you just said I'll be in here with
0: Kling on Fesco in the morning. Is that what it is? Yep. And Monday
4: morning. Oh, yeah. That's right, Fesco's out of town. Yeah, that. must right. be nice. That, well, his wife's running the congrats, marathon. Congrats yeah. to her, seriously, though. He's going to run the New York City Marathon. That's awesome. Nothing would make me feel
0: more of a POS than, like, knowing that my better half is doing something and I'm not. And it's, like, not like it's just, like, a 5K, which is, like, 3.2 miles. It's a
4: marathon. It's, like, That's 26 insane.
0: plus. I don't know. how. I, 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 I would, Shout out to her, by the way. I,
4: not only would I just not be able to make it, but also I would just be bored out of my damn mind running for that loss.
0: Well, not only that, you have to prep for it. So well, she's, no, she's been, been working like, very like, hard, yeah, yeah, like that's the that's, part about it. Like crazy. you have to get yourself ready to do it. So, I mean, crazy. shout out to, to Miss Fesco for that's doing right. that on uh, on Saturday this
4: week. That is what's trending here on Cody and Gold. As you can hear, Dusty Likens is in for Cody today. Alex Gold, Nick Schwart with you. We'll hand things off to CDOT on the drive here in about 20 minutes or so. I did wanted to get into something that I think is a carryover from yesterday, but it's really interesting now. So we know KU self-imposed a, a ban uh, for their two coaches for four games, four-game suspension, on uh, Bill Self and Curtis Townsend. And it all stems from the 2017 NCAA investigation, but that was not a punishment handed out by the NCAA. That is still ongoing. There's this IARP, which was the route that KU chose to have their discipline heard under. Uh, here we are. It's 2022, and nothing has happened other than the self-imposed uh suspensions and recruiting, uh, pulling some guys off the road right this summer and in season, and news has come out that it's likely not going to happen until the end of the season for the the actual NCAA ruling. Well, Louisville just this morning had their punishment come out from some of this stuff that goes back quite a ways as well, no postseason ban, and there continues to be some reporting that on the conference call from the IARP this independent review panel that they stressed that the panel does not want to invoke penalties that would impact current student athletes the reluctance for postseason bans for this panel that is significant because that has always been the question for the potential punishment for KU not losing a scholarship not anything else. It's would they lose a postseason opportunity? And this is huge. This is the same panel that's going to rule on KU, even if they're disbanding it, is saying we really are reluctant to punish the current student athletes. Which, by the way, take KU out of it. I think it's absolutely insane that if you can't rule on a punishment within like a year time frame, why should the kid that was in middle school at the time of 2017's violations? get punished when he's a D one athlete in 2023 or 24. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with that. And I know some of you is like, well, it's just cause it's KU and you went to KU, but truly like, tell me if you think it's right that a 14 year old kid is getting punished at age 20 for what somebody else did six years earlier. Makes no sense.
0: Morally. No. Right. Like, like why he had nothing to do with it. You know, he or she, not only that, but like they were also, were not getting recruited uh at that time either like there was no infraction with them it was with other classes it was you know whatever but this is also where the fairness of the transfer protocol can happen where like you don't have to sit out a year anymore you can just dip out of the school with no uh, and that's where it was a lot worse was when they would wait and then you'd get to the school and be like, oh, hey, by the way, you're a freshman. Well, look at Oklahoma State. What, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah like, it's like, oh, you want to play? You don't get to for the next two years because of something that happened seven years before you got here. And unfortunately, you can't transfer without sitting out a year. Luckily, that's changed, right? But it is totally unfair, not ethical or moral or anything about it to where a kid has nothing to do with the program, and then the program messes up, and then you want to wait after. It's kind of like the same thing. It's not. It's similar to like how the NFL handles suspensions. Like, why do they wait so many months after a decision's been made and then they want to say, well, it takes time and process and all this stuff? Like, yeah, that might be the case, but it ain't taking no damn three and a half months to get this whole thing down, or let alone seven and a half, eight years to get it figured out.
4: Someone from the, the 816 says, hey, this is this is dangerous if they're not going to do the postseason. ban. teams will be more willing to bite the bolt risk violations if they can still play in the postseason. There will still be certain violations that will be interesting to see what, you know, is it show cause still in play? Like that, that is still a significant punishment. So you're like, what's the most significant punishment besides scholarship? It's the show cause, right? Basically right. telling Bill self or name your coach. You're not, you know, you can't coach in, 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 the NCAA. That is that if the postseason bans are gone, that's the most significant thing yeah, that, and can, I think that can happen.
5: And I think that that could still be on the table for Kansas Definitely. because of the lack of institutional control car, charge, which is the most serious charge you can levy. But I think one thing we're learning with all of this it's now NC State, uh, it was uh, Memphis who received their penalty a couple of months ago, and then Louisville today, is that the IARP is not ruling with an iron fist the way that the NCAA enforcement staff used to. Which is why these schools chose that
4: path. Remember, they had an option.
5: But, and I'm telling you, like we, we tend to think that, like, oh, well, this stuff's light. It's only light compared to the way that the NCAA used to govern. And you have to start removing that from your thought process. Because you're right, Alex. That's the reason why they wanted to get away from it. Because the NCAA... The same people who were saying, hey, you cheated were the same people who got to decide your fate, which was why schools hate the NCAA, because it felt like they were being judged, jury, and executioner. Now they're not. Yeah, I mean, I think this news today, though, if we were doubting
4: still or questioning, I should say, what the punishment could be, I think it is more than ever safe to say that it, it, the most severe thing that likely is going to happen is the show cause. For, for Kansas, in particular, for for Bill Self and mm-hmm. Curtis Townsend. like I, I don't think the
5: postseason ban's happening, guys. I think this is probably Curtis Townsend's last season.
4: That's probably fair. I mean, the longer this takes, you get to a point also where it's easy for both those guys to just walk away.
5: Well, I don't see Bill Self walking away. Yeah, but if he gets a, what, a three-year
4: show cause or something? Uh, that
5: would be shocking if it was a three-year show cause. You think it's just going to be a one-year? Yeah. At this point... We don't have much to go off of, but the IARP does not seem to be ruling that strictly. And I think it's especially hard to do so when the sport has changed so much in the past five years. Well, the stuff has changed a lot of it. Grady Dick, uh, this was in Vahe Gregorian's column yesterday. It's a hard pause after that name. (laughs) He is making, I believe, a value of $177,000 in NIL deals. KU is being investigated for ninety thousand right. dollars that uh, allegedly changed hands to Billy Preston's mother. You know how many kids are making ninety thousand dollars on college <laughs> campuses across America now? So it's really tough to get caught up on. Oh, we need to send a message for a rule that doesn't even really apply to college basketball anymore.
4: Yeah, that would be the that would be the counter to the texter that said like this is dangerous. What do you? Well, the 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 quote unquote paying of the athlete is what's really going on through the NIL stuff. It's just now being done legally, right? It's above board, and the NCAA wants to have some more control over it. And still, there's some loopholes that do need to be closed. But we know that there are, especially on the football end, we know there are football players getting millions of dollars through NIL. Like, that's a real thing that's happening at the big boys. So it's just being funneled through a channel that is legal, that's not a violation of NCAA rules to this point in time. That's that's what's going to be. I think to your point, if this NIL stuff was around in 2017, well, they wouldn't have <laughs> been leaving a money in a hotel room. There would there would have been NIL stuff. No, I'm not saying like nope, they shouldn't be punished at all. It's just that I think the reality is this is one of those times where the fact that it's dragged on so long has turned out to be a great thing for KU.
5: KU played this perfectly. Yeah, they dragged. They they Whether stalled you, it out. Whether even if you hate KU, they stalled they it out as long as possible. Played this the right way, which was we're going to be defiant. We are not going to budge an inch initially until we figure out what kinds of punishments could be coming. And now that they've sort of, they see the end of the road, mm-hmm. they're starting to say, okay, well, we don't think we're getting hit that hard, so let's do whatever we can to sort of soften the blow. And when NC State last year, the first ruling that this, uh, this panel made a decision on, they did self-imposed sanctions, and the IRP straight up said, we lessened the blow because of the self-imposed sanctions. So, you saw that and said, okay, here's the blueprint. How long ago did Charge join the show? 1 o'clock? Yeah, 49 minutes ago. Yeah,
0: why? In 49 minutes, Deion Jackson has gone from projected point f- or 5 points in fantasy to 13.9. Something's going on with Jonathan Taylor, who didn't practice again today.
4: Well, I think that's that's what it is. He's not pra- yeah. More and more people are finding out he's not going to be playing anytime so, soon.
0: Go get Deion problem. Jackson.
4: You he got picked up, Miley, two weeks ago. Though. Well, he That's was a free problem. agent.
0: He's only rostered in eighteen percent of leagues. So I'm just one of those unlucky. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those <laughs> unlikely,
4: unlucky. I was 18%. just like, I,
0: I saw the article come up because I saw that uh, James Harden is out for what is it, two months? Might miss a month or two with a with a foot injury. And yeah. then right below that was Jonathan Taylor sidelined again at practice on Thursday. I'm thinking about what Charge told us earlier in the show where they might just resting the rest of the year. Deion Jackson went from five points to almost 14 in a matter of 40 minutes. Jeez. That's crazy. That is. And they're playing New England. Yeah, that that is that is wild. I mean, good luck, Sam Ellinger. That's that's tough, man. I don't know what it is. Hmm. That's crazy, though, to go from that. And then, yeah, James Harden, uh, too much weight on the foot. Well, I'm not, yeah, not surprised. Not surprised about,
4: about James Harden at all.
0: I am kind of surprised about Brandon cooks though. Not playing tonight. You'd think that like, well, if you want a team to get you, you'd want to keep playing and showing that you're productive. Right. Or is that well, not is anymore?
4: That, not see. Now it's, oh, done. it's, trade, it's yeah. trade done. So now his only, his only route to get out of there, is be a pain in the ass and hope that they cut him. That's fair. That's all that. like that's all he can do right now. I still, what, they,
0: what are we betting tonight on this game? By the way, are you staying away from it? Because I'm betting Philly thirteen
4: so and a half. I'll I'll have I'll have some action on the game tonight. In fact, I already told you. I mean, I'll, yeah. So tonight yeah. at seven o'clock, I'll lay out the specific bets. You yeah, don't I give half. away too much. But no, I mean, I told you before the show. I'm I have a little same game parlay going for tonight, which okay. is under seventeen and a half points for the Texans, okay. Over nineteen and a half for the Eagles and Miles Sanders to get a touchdown. It's like plus two eighty. Okay. So what is that like a ten dollar bet pays out. 38 bucks or something roughly something That's pretty like nice. That.
0: that gives you some free money to bet the rest of that's the weekend. The,
4: that's the hope, right? That's yeah. The hope. My,
0: my parlay is a little bit more uh, insane. So mine is at plus 1000 Okay, 10 to 1. Yep. And I got A.J. Brown anytime. A.J. Brown over 64 and a half. Damian Pierce. There's nobody else, right? So I got him Texas over 49 office. and a half. And then I have Jalen Hurts over 39 and a half and Philly to cover the spread of 13 and a half. So not really that much of
4: an outcry it's so weird because aj brown just had three touchdowns he's coming off a three touchdown game and so and i just don't know who's gonna start him well it's just three touchdown game part of me is concerned like i could see the oh, the guy had three touchdowns and then you can't even get you one this week the final word that that'll happen sometimes yeah I like it, Dusty. Thanks for filling in, man. Anytime, guys. Anytime you got us some breakfast too. So well, you can thank was... Robert for that. That
0: wasn't uh, that wasn't me. That he was sent the uh, text the local or something. Guy. Or he yeah, I got a I got a text from a lady down uh, downstairs that someone was here to see me. I thought maybe I had a warrant out for my arrest, and I kind of freaked out for a little <laughs> what bit. And then you I would was... do
4: if a police officer just walked in the door and said, Dusty, we need to talk real quick. I would be a little but while fr- you're on
0: air. I mean, it would be over. It'd I'd be have to I'd have to go content. Pl- I'd have to apply to the law, right? I would have to be like, hey, what's up? Abide amazing content. We'd all be wondering yeah. what the hell just happened. This one, and, and I wouldn't believe it either because the last time you Jokers played a Frank.
4: That's I'd be like, this isn't real. What? Yeah, the FCC is knocking on your door, man. They won't let me be careful, be. man. We're back at it. Always listening. Tomorrow, it'll be Nick and I, and I think actually maybe Jed is stopping by as well. The drive with CDOT coming up next.
3: To the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by KC Bobcat. Rent or own from KC Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe or Tracy. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.